The Murder Minute podcast contains depictions of real-life true crime stories. Some details may be disturbing, and listener discretion is advised. This is Murder Minute. I'm your host, Mrs. Smitty, and today is Monday, September 27th, 2021. Today on Murder Minute, I'm telling you the story of a pair of teenagers who brutally murdered their friend because they wanted to be famous. But first, your true crime headlines. An actor at a Halloween attraction in Ohio has been charged with negligent assault for allegedly stabbing an 11-year-old boy who was visiting the haunted house attraction. The incident occurred as the boy was beginning his walk through the attraction called Seven Floors of Hell, which has been in operation for 21 years. The actor was attempting to scare the boy with a bowie knife and the boy declared that it wasn't real and he wasn't scared, at which time the actor dragged the knife along the ground, inadvertently stabbing the child in his toe through his shoe. The owner of the haunted house attraction later told reporters that the 22-year-old actor had been fired for violating the strict rules of the attraction, which include not using real weapons. The apologetic actor had brought the knife from his car in violation of company policy. He is now facing criminal charges as a result of the incident. Four Pennsylvania teenagers are facing charges for allegedly planning an attack on their school, which they intended to carry out on the anniversary of the school shooting at Columbine High School. Two 15-year-olds are being charged as adults and two more as juveniles by the Lackawanna County District Attorney for planning the attack which was discovered by the parents of one child who found text messages in their cell phone dating back to July. One of the teens being tried as an adult had 20 to 30 Molotov cocktails hidden under the porch at her home. Her mother told investigators that she was obsessed with the Columbine shooting and had been storing bomb-making components at the family's home. She has been charged with possessing weapons of mass destruction, terroristic threats, aggravated assault, and criminal conspiracy. The high school's principal, who was one of the targets of the planned attack, stated that he knew both of the teens who had been charged as adults and recalled that both were quiet and didn't cause trouble. The Winter Haven Police Department in Florida received some backlash from the community after taking to their Facebook page to attempt to identify a shoplifting suspect. The police department's Facebook post showed surveillance photos of a middle-aged man who was shopping with one small child in his arms and another by his side. After attempting to pay for the diapers and wipes in his shopping cart at the store's self-checkout, his card was declined, and the man briefly left and returned with another card, which was also declined. He then walked out of the store with the items in his cart. The post garnered thousands of comments including several responses offering to pay for the man's diapers and wipes, and others chastising the police department for publicly shaming the man instead of attempting to help him. The Winter Haven Police Department eventually posted an update on their Facebook page, stating that the local Walmart where the man had stolen the items would not be filing charges against him. Those were this week's true crime headlines. For more like these, Follow me on Instagram at Murder Minute and on TikTok at True Crime Headlines. After this short break, 
I'll tell you this week's main story. Hey everyone, Mrs. Smitty here. Did you know that cats are carnivores that need lots of meat? I didn't know that leading cat food brands are often filled with fillers, grains, and very little protein. That's why I switched to Cat Person Cat Food. It's everything my cat needs to stay happy and healthy. High quality, high protein meals delivered right to my door. And they'll do the same for you. If you order your starter box today, I've arranged for Cat Person to provide an exclusive offer of nearly 50% off just for my listeners. Cat Person is protein packed, 50% more than industry standards, and only uses wholesome ingredients. The food is grain free and low carb, so there's no room for the unnecessary fillers you may find in other brands that can cause digestive problems for your kitty. Cat Person delivers delicious, nutritious, and high quality cat food right to your door. You'll never run out or have to settle for what's in stock at your local store. The meal plans are fully customized for your cat and perfect for cats of all ages. There are 16 easy to serve wet food varieties and three different dry foods, so you'll be sure to find the combinations your cat will love. My cat loves the turkey and chicken wet food and the turkey and duck dry food. They always ship for free with the meal plan. You won't believe all that's included in your starter box. Listen to this. You get 10 cups of wet food, one two pound bag of dry food, plus an entire set of serving spoons. I'm gonna do that again. Listen to this. You won't believe all that's included in your starter box. Listen to this. 10 cups of wet food, one two pound bag of dry food, plus an entire set of serving spoons, silicone lids, and a scooper. And Cat Person offers 30 day money back guarantee on your custom plan. If your cat doesn't love Cat Person, no questions asked. We opened the box and my cat tried the turkey and chicken wet food and could not get enough. Uh, went looking for the lid, the can, uh, just absolutely devoured it. Uh, his coat looks so shiny and wonderful already after just about a week on the food. Um, and you know, he, he just seems to have so much more energy. So, uh, he's a big fan and so am I, it's such a great deal. Uh, you and your cat are going to love cat person as much as we do. Go to catperson.com slash murder minute and use code murder minute to save nearly 50% off your starter box with free shipping. That's catperson.com slash murder minute code murder minute and get nearly 50% off your starter box with free shipping. One more time, it's catperson.com slash murder minute and use the code murder minute. Brian Draper and Toria Damchik were 16 years old, juniors at Pocatello High School in Pocatello, Idaho. They had met when Brian and his family moved to Pocatello from Utah, where he had grown up. The two boys bonded over their shared interest in filmmaking and could often be seen recording video in the halls and classrooms of Pocatello High. But filmmaking wasn't their only shared interest. For several months, the two teens had been fixated on the idea of killing someone. With the help of an 18-year-old friend, they had purchased some knives from a local pawn shop 
and they spent countless hours plotting and planning who would be their first victim. They documented their murderous schemes on video, discussing attempts that had been foiled when their chosen victim's parents had come home, and talking about why they wanted to kill. Brian and Tori wanted to be famous killers and spoke in their videos about notorious murderers like the Hillside Stranglers and Ted Bundy. They idolized school shooters Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, who had slaughtered their classmates at Columbine High School before taking their own lives. And they also spoke of how they wanted to emulate the murders in the 1996 horror movie Scream, where a mysterious killer in a Halloween mask terrorized high school students in a fictional California town. In September of 2006, Brian Draper and Toria Damchik recorded a chilling video in which they gleefully exclaimed that they had settled on their first target. Their victim, they said, would be their friend and classmate, Cassie Jo Stoddart. Cassie Stoddart was 16 years old, and like Brian and Tori, she was a junior at Pocatello High School. She was friendly and responsible, a straight-A student who loved music and art. On Friday, September 22, 2006, Cassie was at the home of her aunt and uncle, Allison and Frank Contreras, who had asked her to house-sit for them while they spent the weekend out of town. Cassie invited her boyfriend, Matt, over to watch a movie at the house on Whispering Hills Drive, only a few miles from her own home. Matt, in turn, invited Brian Draper and Toria Damchik to join them, and the four watched the film Kill Bill Volume 2 until Brian and Tori decided to leave and go watch a movie at a local theater instead. Before they left the house, Brian and Tori secretly unlocked the basement door, planning to return to the house later and carry out their gruesome plan. Instead of going to the movies, the two teens donned black clothing, gloves, and masks and crept back into the basement of the house on Whispering Hills Drive. They cut the power to the house, leaving Cassie and her boyfriend upstairs in the dark. Then, they waited. To their frustration, neither Cassie nor Matt came downstairs to investigate, and eventually the boys turned the power back on. Upstairs, Matt called his mother to ask if he could stay the night with Cassie, who was unnerved by the power outage and didn't want to be alone in the house. Matt's mom wasn't comfortable with the idea of the two teens spending the night alone together without supervision, but offered instead for Cassie to come spend the night at their house. Cassie was reluctant to do this, feeling an obligation to stay and care for her aunt and uncle's pets, as she had agreed. At around 10.30 p.m., Matt's mother arrived at the house to pick him up. Cassie stayed behind, a decision that would prove to be fatal. After Matt left, Brian and Tori again cut the power and waited for Cassie to come down to the basement so they could carry out their sadistic plan. When she didn't come, the boys decided to go to her instead. They pounced on Cassie in the living room, stabbing her nearly 30 times. An autopsy would later conclude that a dozen of these wounds had been potentially fatal. They left Cassie bleeding on the floor and fled the house. 
As they were driving away, the boys made yet another video describing how they had murdered their friend. They purchased movie tickets from the local theater to build their alibi and disposed of their bloody clothes, weapons, and other pieces of potential evidence before returning to Tori's house. The next day, Matt hung out with his friend Tori, unaware that he and Brian had just slaughtered Matt's girlfriend the night before. Matt tried to call Cassie a few times during the day, but got no answer. Cassie's body wouldn't be found until the following day, Sunday, September 24th, when the Contreras family returned home from their trip. In fact, it was Cassie's 13-year-old cousin who found her dead in a pool of blood on the living room floor. Police investigating Cassie's murder interviewed Brian and Tori, knowing that they were among the last people to have seen Cassie alive. Both of them told police that they had gone to the movies after leaving the house on Whispering Hills Drive, but neither boy could remember any details of the movie they had supposedly seen. Both boys were interviewed several times over the following days, and each initially blamed the other for the killing. During one interview, Brian agreed to lead police to the canyon where they had disposed of the evidence, but insisted that he had only been present during the killing and Tori was the one who did the stabbing. When police watched the videos that Brian and Tori had made before and after the murder, it was obvious to them that both teens had been willing participants in the crime, which they discussed repeatedly in their videos. Brian Draper and Tori Adamczyk were both arrested on September 27, 2006, and charged with Cassie's murder. Brian's trial would be first, and in April of 2007, he was found guilty of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Tory's trial started a month later, and in June of 2007, he was also convicted of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. In August of 2007, both were sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, plus 30 years for the conspiracy charge. Both men are currently incarcerated at the Idaho State Correctional Facility. Each has made numerous appeals, which have been denied. For a live discussion of this week's episode, join me on the Stereo app tomorrow, Tuesday, September 28th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific. We'll be talking about this week's main story, as well as our true crime headlines. Click the link in the episode description to come join in the discussion. For more true crime stories, download the Murder Minute app and follow me on Instagram at Murder Minute and on TikTok at True Crime Headlines. Until next week, I'm Mrs. Smitty, and this has been your Murder Minute.